Life XL with Shante Gamble on Mix Talk Radio. Mix Talk Radio, the most chill internet radio station in Houston. Hey, y'all, we are back at it. We are still talking uh, the bigger picture. Why? Because I feel like this conversation is so needed. It's so many times that we paint this really, really big picture of our future or ourselves, but then we don't give ourselves enough time or the space to really rise to that picture that we painted for ourselves. So we got to break it down into increments, like little small baby steps. It's okay, y'all, to do baby steps for 2022. So I have a brand new new guests in the studio uh, please introduce yourself well thank you Shantae it's a pleasure uh, my name is Ron Knowles um, lawyer technologist and an author I just added that to the resume um, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show it's a pleasure Yes, tell us about your book. I'm I'm all for authors. I love when people sit down and they use their imagination or their personal testimonies and write it down. Like I'm very I'm very descriptive person. So share with us about your book. Well, first I'll give my small little legal disclaimer. All opinions and views expressed are of my own and not of those of any past or present employers. I will never disclose any privileged information. Nothing I say during the show should be construed as legal or financial advice. Uh, the book is The Audacity of Dope and Perseverance. Um, it essentially goes through um, my time and coming up um, as, um, as a youngster and also uh, up to uh, through marriage, if you will. Um, but the experience really as... Um, growing up in a small rural town, um, and how dope in in the, in the book used as a, a euphemism in, in its many different shapes and forms, how it affect um, our family, um, and how you persevered and overcame those uh, demons, if you will, in our family, and things that we don't talk about um, as 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 minorities, if you will, those those really hard conversations, and so that's essentially what the book is about. Now, what was the moment for you where you were like, you know what, this is the time for me. I need to write this book now. What was that moment for you? Wow, that's a good question, Shante. I, I think the moment was when I was, you know, listening to like different leaders, you know, like yourself in your book and um, um, Eric Thomas and, you know, the, the T.D. Jakes and, and how they God called them to do something and they wanted to ensure that they were able to bless those because of God's blessing. Um, so for me in my circumstance, I felt that if, for example, a criminal conviction, um, to be able to overcome a criminal conviction and still be able to do what you want as far as your purpose and your goals in life. Um, so that was really the, the calling for me to write and put things out there. Even as a minority, we have, um, you know, black males have convictions and they feel as if, you know, they're stuck in this pattern or this way of life because of, you know, their criminal history. And this was one of those things that I felt God called me to, you know what? put this message out there because people can still become a licensed attorney, even with a conviction as a felony. Wow. And see that I learned something new. That was something new for me today. And it's just amazing. I love redemption stories because, you know, that's what life is. It's one big series of one step and the next step, then the next step. And a lot of us get stuck on steps or missteps even when we when you're talking about the book missteps how did you overcome your missteps well you know you like as a single parent 
Yeah, I'm sure you look back on how your parents raised you and some of the things and the qualities that you saw were like, you know what, those were good. But I think me as a parent, I'm going to change on these other aspects that I didn't like or I, I felt that my parents weren't really knowledgeable in as a parent. And so that's really my perspective in um, taking the things that I learned from my parents that were like, uh, Maybe I don't want to do that as a parent, or maybe my parents didn't have that knowledge or experience to be able to pass down those, you know, those good traits, if you will. But there were some things that my parents did that I learned, whether it be some negative lessons from dope in our family in its many ways, shape, or forms, um, to education, love, spirituality, those things that I want to pass down to, to my kids. And so those are just, just an example on how you can kind of reach back and, and look generationally like, hmm, what, what's going on here and what can I do to make a difference in my family, to make the next generation, um, you know, have a, a be ahead of the game, if you will, for lack of better words. No, that was like the best word because, you know, that's what we should be as parents. And we were just talking, y'all. Y'all know we were just talking last week about our parents imposing their expectations or their experiences. And I've talked in the past about people not really supporting you moving forward when you think they should. And it's not always hating or it's not always that they don't love you. Sometimes people can't really be there for you because they do love you because they are afraid of the failure that they experienced or they saw other people experience. So they don't want you to then encounter that experience and have those feelings. Now, is it right? No. Is it wrong? No. I mean, it's just life. And it's one of those teaching moments. It should be a good teaching moment to say, okay, you know what? As a parent, I know if you do this, you might be hurt. I know that you have these expectations. And let's just say in our generation, you know, these kids want to be uh, movie stars. They want to be YouTube stars. They think it's just overnight, you know, success because they've seen so many people rise, but they don't see the story, right? They don't see That's the right. nose. They don't see the closed doors. And as a parent, you're saying, Hey, I want you to be successful. I want you to go for your goals. However, I know that it's going to take time. Now, how have you dealt with time when it comes to just taking the next step? And first, uh, to be honest, learning patience. And I'm still learning that to this day, Shantae. When you are not raised by God, I was raised as a Buddhist um, in my first, you know, couple decades in my life. And so patience wasn't even within my radar, if you will, even though a lot of Buddhists, that's the attainment of, of patience, if you will. That's one of the, the, the core values. Um, but it wasn't until I discovered, um, you know, Christianity and my love for God that he really taught me, like, patience. And it wasn't until that I was able to really hone in on that skill that you're able to plan and a prior proper plan to prevent piss poor performance. I, I, I call it the seven Ps. Um, but if you have that patience, um, it allows you to exponentially grow, you know, and self-improve and, 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 and execute on your goals. And if you don't have that patience, though, 
I, I mean, that's that's where that were you know you hit those roadblocks or you kind of give up. Um, so honestly, that's you know to answer your question, it was learning the, the the essence of patience and then being able to grow into other areas of my life, from parenting um, to you know uh, my education and my career and and any goals whatsoever. It was that that foundational aspect of patience that allowed me to you know, grow and execute. I love that y'all patience is its own thing. I mean, if you have not even met patience, oh my God, you will never think that you could get beyond where you are. And if you've met and shook hands with patience, then you know, patience is, is in it for the long haul. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what's missing. Now, when we talk about generational, I think back in the day, our parents and grandparents, they were more patient because they had to be. I mean, think about it. If I wanted to talk to you and I'm my great, great grandmother, I had to wait that you was going to come on, come around to the house. Like that's when we really had. And, you know, when we think about culture and our, you know, and our African-American communities, that's where dinner time became so popular and Sunday dinners and when everybody got together because communication was few and far between. Now, if I want to talk to you, I don't even really have to talk to you. Yep. (laughs) I could just send you a text message or emoji and hey. You know, my wife is like, did you talk to your mom? I'm like, yeah, I sent her happy face today. (laughs) Y'all, that is so funny to me, but it is so true. It's just like patience is one of those things that you just can't, you can't get around. I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point in your life, you're going to meet patience. And the relationship that you build with patience is definitely through your creator. When you understand that your creator has a plan, you can trust that there is a plan and a purpose for your life. Like all the stuff you're going through, it's for a reason. And if you stay patient, you'll be able to understand why some things had to happen. You'll be able to understand why some people had to leave, why why some people got the job and you didn't. And some people got the open door and yours stayed closed. Because life can be hard. Absolutely right, Chante. And with our constant you know, swipe of the thumbs up and down or left and right, you know, that pursuit of patience is, is lost. Even with my own kids, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I'm trying to teach them is that when you're, you're going for a goal, you know, the, 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 today's topic, it, it, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be something that, hey, you know, I, I, I get my, you know, this grade or I pass, you know, this, this class or I get this, you know, degree. Um, hey, I made it. No, you, you, you just started. You only went this far. <laughs> and everybody yeah. watching us on YouTube is seeing that I got that little emoji where it's like barely any space in between. It's like that is just the cusp. That's just the edge of the yeah. abyss of adulthood you know it's so many things going back in our conversation you brought up like it was so many things when I was younger I was like I will never be that kind of person and now it's like go to your room (laughs) what goes around comes around is what my mom used to say and uh she was right in a lot of aspects in, in that regard and um, and you know, it's, it's how you approach it. You know, it's, it's, you know, when those things when you encounter those things, you know, you're like, wow. Um, it, I guess along with that patience comes wisdom. 
That's true. I agree. When you were young, you know, you kind of thought that those things were absurd and I'm not going to do that. And like, uh, like, why would you then as you have your own kids, for example, I remember before I had kids, I couldn't even hold a job, Shantae. I was getting fired up and right. I would come home to the wife and she'd be looking at me like, again, kids, it, it, it changes you know, your mindset and you have to support and, you know, it just, it it brings a level of wisdom, if you will. Um, um, To some people, I would say not to everyone, but um, I I would think for most majority of people, it it gives you that level of of wisdom where, you know what, I'm going to bite my tongue instead of lashing out at at, at my, my boss and and I'm going to think twice before just walking out here and quitting. I'm just going to line something up first before I, you know, could be deuces, you know. Um, so those things. Someone was just asking me yesterday, it was well, not yesterday, but last week I was at a baby shower. And they were asking me, well, you know, about me and motherhood for me. And I said, well, you know, I was young when I, you know, became a mother. You know, granted, I had, you know, graduated college and I was an adult, but even 21 is still young for some people. My mindset was like 19. Like, you know, I wasn't at the adult level. So, you know, the series of questions came and I said, well, for me, you know, because I wanted to be a present mom. I knew that things had to change. I was carrying uh, a gift that I had to make room for, you know, in my life and emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, having um, a child, it just, it shifts your mind. Or like you say, it should, it did for me. And I promise y'all that was when the light bulb came on. That's when I was like, Oh my God, everything my dad tried to tell me, I now understand. Like, it was like a flood of, you know, wisdom quotes and everything that just hit me at once. And then our conversation transpired and she was like, so, you know, well, when did you stop going to the club? And I said, well, to be honest, I never really went, you know, I, you know, I did what young people do, but I was the kind of friend like, hey, y'all bring y'all kids over here and I'll babysit everybody's kids and y'all go. You know, I was just that kind of parent. Now, did I go? Yeah, I went. But over time, I was like, you know, this is not for me. You know, I have Mm -hmm. to be a present parent. And I love what you said about the pursuit of patience, because when we pursue patience, that is when we really, truly grow into who we really are. And -hmm. like you say, then there comes the wisdom, you know, and I, my, my uh, little one was just waiting. He was waiting for this gaming system and he had to wait for a while. And I had to tell him like, Hey, as you get older, You will have to wait longer for the things you want. I said, right now, you don't have to wait that long because somebody's going to get it for you. I said, but there'll be a time when you'll have to go out and you'll have to get these things for yourself. And you may have to prioritize whether you really need it at the time you need it or not. (laughs) When it comes to prioritizing life, how do you deal with that? Wow, another good question. In prioritizing life, and, and you've got so many competing interests. You've got work and career, you've got family, you've got, um, you know, to me, your, 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 your spiritual or your self-development. So how do you prioritize all of that? We as humans, we all, we all have 24 hours in a day, Shantae. And I realize what I wanna do as a parent. I realize what I wanna do in my career. 
and I realized what I want to do as a um, personal development, if you will. And it's really to, in those 24 hours, figure out what I'm going to do to um, meet those things that I want to prioritize. So I always, for example, try to set like three things that I want to accomplish in the day, um, whether it be for work, whether it be for my family, or, or whether it be for something that I want to do personally. And, and why do I do that? Because if I don't, then the day is just going to carry me wherever. And I'll be so focused on just work and not my family, um, or I'll be just you know focused on on on, th on other things that that take me away from my goals and and my purpose or, or what I'm trying to achieve. And I realize what I've learned from other leaders and 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 what the folks that want to you know accomplish goals is that they're intentional about their time and making sure to schedule these things that are a priority and they actually cross the finish line when it comes to accomplishing those priorities. So I used to not wake up early in the day, Shantae. I used to just get up and go to work, you know, a half hour before and hey, I'm just, I'm here and then I'm done at five get home and hey, I, I worked all day. Now I can chill, watch TV, you know? But that wasn't applying time to my family, you know, getting up in the morning and, and not helping myself grow, like we, reading the Bible or, or reading, you know, something that I want to learn from. Um, those are the things that I wasn't intentional about before, Shantae. And so that's how I prioritize and, and how I recommend. But that, that's just to answer your question. That, that's what I would recommend for, for others. Um, but a, to each their own. Uh, but that's what I do. No, I love it because I y'all know I'm taking notes. Y'all know I always take notes. If I look down, that's because I'm typing because I want to make sure that I'm keeping track of this conversation. I've been practicing active listening. <laughs> right. It's a good interview skill, y'all. And it's a good life skill. You know, I try to make sure that I hear that person, not through the lens of what I, my feelings or my, the way I'm thinking at the time, but I'm actually hearing what they're trying to say to me. But going back to what you were saying, I wrote down intentional. Now we're going to take a quick break. You guys, we're going to come back. I have a brand new song for you guys to enjoy. Y'all enjoy. Your heart, keep it in your pocket for safekeeping. Don't ever let nobody be the reason. You throw it out, you stop caring about it. Don't let your head get in the way. Can't be defined by your mistakes. You know you try and you try really hard. But sometimes you fall. You sometimes you fall.
We are back and we're just going to pick it back up. Let's get back in it. Now, we left off with being intentional, you know, about your day. And I'll, you know, I'll just kind of narrow it down because when we're intentional about life, I mean, that could be a whole nother 30 minute conversation. But just being intentional about our days equate to the to our lives at the end of our lives we're going to look back and most of us are going to reflect through a lot of different days so we could just narrow this down remember we started talking about breaking it down into smaller goals so sometimes you just got to take life day by day it's good to have you know a five-year goal and you know long-term goal but sometimes you just need a goal to get you through the week What's your your goal to get you through the week? Now, speaking of more long-term goals, what do you think about setting a New Year resolution? I think it's important to set those New Year's resolutions. Why? Because it allows you to reflect on what you've done from last year's New Year's resolution or three years ago New Year's resolution to reflect on what you've done in the last year because you don't want to set goals for this, you know, for this year, but you're not able to reflect on what you've done in the past year. So I, I think it's important going back to journaling to be able to go back to last year, go back to three years ago and see where have I progressed? Where do I need to pivot? You know, those to me are imperative as opposed to just, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do exercise. I'm going to join the gym or, you know, I'm going to lose some, some pounds. And how many pounds have you lost? Have you lost from the previous year or or what have you done as far as your education from the previous year? Because I've had a lot of friends tell me I'm going to school. I'm like, man, a year later, it's like, I'm, I'm going to school. It's like, man, you said that like a year ago, like, I thought you was you was gonna be done with school by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it's important to set those yearly goals, but I mean, don't don't uh, miss out on being intent and reflecting on what goals did you set the previous year, and how have you progressed on that goal? Because sometimes it's we're not gonna achieve our goals in a year. It's going to be long-term, as you mentioned. I think that was the question, is, you know, long-term goals. Um, so just to reflect and, and ensure that you're on the right path with your goals and that you're, um, you're, you're eventually going to cross that finish line and you're able to predict or measure when you intend to cross that finish line. I love that because sometimes you do have to look back in order to go forward. I mean, even cars have, you know, the reverse, you know, option. You know, we have to navigate life. And sometimes life is going back to the place you was trying to leave. And y'all, I am a, what what do you call it, spokesperson of reflection and having to go back. Me as well. And that's, you know, the the essence of the book, too. And uh, the Adacito Dope and Perseverance is to kind of reflect back on some experiences and family situations so that we can, you know, learn some lessons from them and be able to move forward and, and avoid those pitfalls, if you will. So, yeah, uh, the reflection and, and, and 
if you're going to set your goals for this year, um, always, you know, take that time because this is intentional too, Shante. It's not something that you can just be like, oh, I got my goals and they're up here. No, you know, you remember what they used to say. They always say that that old sage advice, write your goals down, you know, write them down because there's something about when you put, you know, your hand in motion and you're, you're writing that goal down and it is something that's triggered in your mind that, that, that releases something. I don't know what it is psychologically, but when you have it up here, it's just like, oh, it's, it's an idea. It's, you know, something that I'm eventually going to get to. And, you know, hey, you know, it, I, I've always wanted to do it. But when you write it down, man, there's like some accountability there. There's some some psychological things that are going on in your head. And and you got a record of it. So you can go, you can reflect and go back on it and be like, okay, where am I at on this that I wrote like over a year ago? That's good. And y'all. I just, you know, I always try to be transparent. So, you know, my transparency moment is I wrote down a list of goals that I had, you know, things that I wanted to manifest in my life. And you are right, Ron. Once you write it down, you have to really believe in the goals that you set. And I think it makes it real. When you were talking, the word that came up was it makes it real. Because then you have to really sit down and say, Boom. Do you even believe that anything you just wrote down is possible for you? Like you have to come to that realization that if I can think it, then I can achieve it. And if I can't achieve it, then maybe I can help someone else achieve it because every dream and every goal may not end up your baby. You might just be carrying it. You may be a midwife. To help someone else with that same thing. You'll be surprised like somebody, you know, you just feeling one day something dropping your spirit. You're like, I don't even want to do that. Like, I don't even want to do that with my life. And then you meet someone and then they start telling you about their life and where they are and, you know, what's causing them to be stuck and, you know, where they, you know, where they need clarity at. And then you're like, that's amazing. This just dropped in my spirit. This wasn't for me at all. It was for you. So a lot of times when we're open to just really being real with ourselves and really being real, like you want to lose weight, it's more about your mindset than it is the weight. Are you dealing with the emotions that's causing you to eat? Because I know that was my thing. It wasn't really the food. It was my emotions (laughs) that drove me to the food. And, you know, going back to that list, you know, that transparent moment, you guys, I had to really, and it was, uh, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It took some time to really sit down and really believe in the goals that I've made. And I'll keep saying this until we're probably out of January. My New Year's resolution is confidence and not the confidence in how I look. It's a confidence in the goals that have been dropped in my spirit. The things that I know my creator wants me to do, because I, I said it the last house, say it again. It's so many people out there full of creativity, full of ideas, million dollar ideas, but they lack the confidence. So they never get started. And the only way I can get to a goal is to move toward the goal. So, Ron, thank you so much for being on the show. We've come to the end of the show. But before we go, if you could encourage the listeners with one thing, what would that be? Wow. The one thing that I would encourage is when you set your goals or when you aspire to do something, celebrate the milestones. 
because we always get focused on we have to accomplish the goal. We have to get across the finish line. But let's say you don't get that job and but you got that interview. That's a milestone. Celebrate it. That's that's the one thing that I would want to encourage everyone is that you may not have achieved that goal. You, you may not have realized it, but if you celebrate the milestones, that'll give you that, that momentum, that flywheel will go. And you know what? You will be boosted beyond your goal when you celebrate the milestones. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, you can catch us every Saturday at one o'clock on Mixed Talk Radio and now Fluent Radio too. So thank you guys for tuning in. Catch me next week. Bye, y'all.